Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And this week, we're doing In Utero by Nirvana. In Utero by Nirvana. What do you... What does, um, that, what does that mean? I think it's um like um when a baby... So when a man and a woman love each other a lot... All right. Or not at all. They can have a baby. Right. And the baby grows in the mom's stomach. Okay? Sure. And... I'm following. I'll let you know when you lose me. So that's in utero. I think I made it all the way to the end. I think you, I think I got it. Well, you know, these matters, they need to be handled delicately, and I, I'm... You know, I think uh, I think we managed to do that together. When a man and a woman are mildly attracted to each other, <laughs> they can have uh-huh. a child. <laughs> did you did you ever? So I remember a while ago. Let's track back to skate. Skate, skate the game, the video the game. Video game three or original one, 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 one. Two is yeah, two's out. It's three or the original. I'm gonna um, I'll, I'll keep it a buck for everybody who's listening. If you're like, why yeah. did he immediately talk about Skate Two? Skate Two's the worst of the franchise, and that's obvious. Yeah, I feel like I had it, and I can't remember playing any of it. No, because one was great, groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah new. And just, three was yeah the best of everything stuffed into one game. Yeah, and. There was a Nirvana song in that one. That's probably the first time I can imagine listening to Nirvana with you. It's it's like a on bass, you know that? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. So, as much as I will be like Nirvana did a thing. Yeah. They definitely like did a very specific thing that like pushed music forward in a way that it hadn't been before. Yeah. They were coming straight out of the era of hair metal and took at the at that time wildly overproduced music yeah. Yeah. that people were excited to to be a part of something that felt like uh dirty underground or like dirtier or yeah like grungier, dare i maybe? say grungier that's funny i was gonna say that too grungier yeah <clears throat> and so that's yeah my reference point shared reference point for nirvana with you and then i can imagine like late high school i had nevermind in my car sure and just maybe we like listen to that points together kind of thing. yeah basically it's got a couple but songs on it it's got it's got a few tracks and then i remember like uh russ always really hating on nirvana being like they you don't like nirvana nobody likes nirvana you know it's just you know who Nirvana is. And then I remember kind of being like, nah, I, I dig it for sure. Like, and I forget your real opinion there, but then I can, I do recall at one point you being like, yeah, Nirvana's kind of sick. Nirvana's like, it's one of those weird things for me. There yeah. isn't like, okay, all, there's like all the singles, right? all the singles that I can really get behind. Yeah. I can get behind, like, the movement in a way. 
Yeah. But like record to record, it's like take it or leave it for me most times. Uh-huh. The other bands that happened around them in that era who like sort of rode the coattails in a way right. are the ones that like really ended up sticking out to me like uh Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Uh-huh. Alice in I don't Chains. care about those bands. Alice in Chains is kind of cool. I don't care about Soundgarden or uh, Pearl Jam really at all. I yeah, like some of this stuff is like very art. Uh, yeah, some of the songs in between the like good singles are very yeah. art with Nirvana. Very much so. And then I'm just kind of like I check out a little bit. Yeah, I like this whenever one's somebody's kinda, like, trying to do too much art. I'm like, art. I've had increasingly more of a difficult time with art the older I've gotten. Honestly, like maybe there's like a time when you're a kid and you're like, "What? That splatters. That's stupid." And then you kind of are like, "No, nah, that's really." There's something there. There's some juice there. And I think like, I think when you're in school and you're in art. There's kids that are really good at art, and that's very clear, like, that's good. That's objectively better than what I do. That's sick. And I think mm-hmm. getting a little bit older to where people are starting to kind of have more of their own style or, like, just kind of popularity contest kind of stuff in a given community, I am increasingly more like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, um, also before this song's over, I like that this one's kind of just a hardcore song. Yeah, and then the song before this is very kind of like pop punky kind of melody, like how like Kurt Cobain really loved like the Beatles kind of thing, and that's one of those things that I feel like is surprising to hear when you're a kid, and then it's kind of like oh no, for sure, like obviously, but I, I'm sure I'm yeah, gonna you had dive to have liked music from somewhere, too. right? Right, and uh, there, I feel like there's a lot of parallels with like John Lennon and him that I think are interesting that I'll talk about later. But yeah, uh, like, I think just, like, art kids, like, uh, when I say kids, I mean other people who do art in their mid to late 20s, who I know, really mm-hmm. kind of irk me. I'm just kind of like, dog. Like, the practice space that I was playing at for a while, down- downstairs there is, like, a kind of small art gallery kind of thing. Sure. Like, inst- like monthly installation kind of things. And there's a handful of times I've been like, wow, this is cool. This is really nice. This is neat. For the most part, I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like... Come on, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. For real? There's kids like, at uh, at UMass Dartmouth that go yeah. like out into the woods uh-huh. and just like yeah. basically hang trash all over yes. the trees. Yes, I noticed this when we were playing disc golf. Just mirrors and yarn hanging. Just glass. And I'm just, it, bro. You just broke glass in the woods. Hey, man, you littered. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you just like invaded like an animal's habitat, right? Sliced open on that broken mirror. Never mind a snake. I live in a very deer heavy area. And they're like hanging yarn in between trees in obvious deer paths. The deers are like, oh, what the fuck is going on here, man? (laughs) Gonna get clotheslined. I swear, one of these days, I've been saying it. I'm gonna go out there to play disc golf, and there's just gonna be a dead ass whole buck. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the fucking fairway. I'm going to be like, like choked Absolutely, to death on bro. yard or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's insane. Yeah. Just busted glass and mirrors and like, <laughs> dude, the other day I went out there and somebody had screwed like 15 screws into a tree <sighs> to like weave yarn around. Dude. Y- s- 
quit it, brother. Like what, what are you like when, doing? You know, like the corset piercings from Tumblr. Yeah, basically that, but in a tree. <laughs> Come on, man! You're, that's you're gonna like, kill a tree. You're not supposed to break the bark barrier. They're like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, disease for trees. Yeah, art. How about art? How about yeah, I? I'm gonna. How about I smash a bunch of fucking bottle caps into the bark, and we call it art? Yeah. This I is really like, like it's art when you're in your 20s. You get yelled at uh -huh. for vandalism in your teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stupid. It's uh, it's really good to create, but like it's great I to create. But and I'll even like take the like bullshit like low effort. Yeah. modern art thing and be like yeah. that's interesting it's very technique based i yeah i i'm Technical. very impressed very impressed but yeah. when you're just like fuck it litter in the woods then yeah. i'm like okay well uh-huh well maybe not litter I, all over the fucking woods huh i have a friend who's like very involved in um live music like career wise yeah and uh it's funny, every time I hang out with him or I'm around live music with him, he just goes, I hate live music, bro. And it kills me every time because it's just like, yeah, just like the obnoxious, like, like when it comes to like entertainment in a restaurant kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, that's basically the equivalent of that yarn in the woods. Like, I hate art, dude. Like, art kids yeah, are dude. so stupid. Imagine, this one... imagine you're in a fucking steakhouse trying to eat a steak and some mashed potatoes, and somebody's playing fucking <laughs> country Heart... tunes, beating the let's... shit out of a drum set. 20 feet let's away from you. You're even... like, guys, come on, man. Let's say even heart-shaped box. I don't like this song. Let me tell you that much, okay? Yeah, this is one of my least favorites, for sure. I think yeah, a lot of this doesn't record, do it for I'm me. like... Whatever. Yeah. Um, this album I, you're saying. This is the... There's some take it and leave it Yeah. in the Nirvana catalog. I think In Utero is a real leave it. Okay. That's very interesting. I So, like... <clears throat> and I'm also trying to find just, like, one more art thing that I took a photo of halfway recently. It was uh, at this, like, co-working space that my company uses sometimes. Yeah. Can you see this? What so the that's fuck an, is that, man? It's some, is that like, just neon fish tubing with, yeah, fish wire and yarn. Like, they really like yarn right now, art kids. And look art at kids are Art kids are loving yarn. Look at these cables, dude. So this is just above a, a doorway? Yeah. That's awful. It's awful, Yeah, awful, it's awful. bad. It's, like, Obtrusive. Yeah. <laughs> fuck art kids. <laughs> anyway... Um, imagine, imagine making that, crossing your arms, stepping back from it, and going, nice. "I really did something there." Yeah, I don't like that, but but yeah, I don't, I'm not big on um, not big on this track. I, I like this album. So the thing of this album too, you know, as a lot of people like say or like, I think just sort of repeat, but it is also true. But the way that people talk about, um. Like uh, what's that? What's the one called? Never mind. Never mind. Being a being a pop album. Mm -hmm. um, sure, true. Yeah, there's a lot of melody, uh, catchy choruses and stuff, instrumentation, and like you know, 
that sort of thing arrangement is like you know like you were saying different than what was happening to an extent right at least very publicly you know like out in the open to the extent uh-huh. that they were and so then this album Steve Albini are you familiar with Steve Albini not really he's in a band called Shellac um that's and, crazy uh, <laughs> you can almost imagine exactly what shellac sounds like from being called shellac. Um, yeah, sure. But like his whole thing is he's a dickhead. Like, oh wow, cool. Yeah, like that's what I've gathered is like what he's proud of, kind of thing. And he's a producer though too. And so okay. he um wrote a letter to uh, Kurt Cobain or Nirvana. Uh, all together um, after Nevermind came out and mm-hmm. he was like I want to do your next thing and it's going to be very different we're not going to blah 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 we're not going to blah 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 let me see if I can find this I remember um, Uncle Dave sent me this once when I was in when I was going to Bridgewater State I remember being in the parking garage and seeing Getting this yeah, just scroll back okay. into your text. You'll probably find it. Yeah, okay. Kurt, Dave, and Chris. First, let me apologize for taking a couple of days to put this outline together. When I spoke to Kurt, I was in the middle of making a Fugazi album. All right, shut up, bro. But I thought I would have a day or so between records to sort everything out. My schedule changed unexpectedly, blah, blah, blah. All right, let me get to something better here. I think the very best thing you could do at this point is exactly what you were talking about doing. Bang a record out in a couple days with high quality but minimal production production in air quotes and no interference from the front office uh let's see he says then he has some bullet points most contemporary engineers and producers see a record as a project in quotes and the band as only one element of the project further they consider the recordings to be a controlled layering of specific sounds blah 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 my approach is exactly the opposite Where, I there's fucking one, hate this guy there's this guy's like annoying. so pretentious and douchey Ah, man, I'm looking for, like... And they were like, this is the guy? Yes, yeah, they go with him. Um, wow, okay, let me let me bump through this. I do not consider recording and mixing to be unrelated tasks, which can be performed by specialists with no continual involvement. 99% of the sound of a record should be established while the basic take is recorded. Your experiences are specific to your records, but in my experience, remixing has never solved any problems. Listening to a remaster right now. Um, Literally, <laughs> yeah, listening to the remaster. Um, I do not like remixing other engineers' recordings, and I do not like recording things for somebody else to remix. I have never been satisfied with either version of that methodology. Remixing is for talentless pussies who don't know how to tune a drum or point a microphone. Oh, good grief, this guy, He's, huh? He says somewhere else in here that he'd like to be paid like a plumber. Um... That's kind By of the fun. hour, man? I don't... It, yeah, like... Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's the, that's the guy they went with. And the point was to not be like, you know, as you can hear from that, this... Like, kind of not polished kind of thing, you know? Right. That was but the point, then, to be like different from the Even then, the production first. here seems... Pretty like clean. On, on Nevermind, it's good... Uh-huh. But this seems like intentionally not good. Uh huh. Yeah, I think pro, they, yeah. Equ- pro equipment, but like recorded. I don't even want to use raw, really. But uh-huh. like 
recorded well intentionally made to sound terrible. Yeah. In a like in a in the way that you would want a record to sound bad. Right, for sure. Yeah, there's some there's some dirt in here. There's some grunge right. on this. I really like yeah, the drum sound. It's just like not it's like not cutting off the transients of the beginning of a guitar playing. Yeah. Like you can hear his hand lift off the strings right. when he's about to play something. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. This like this drum sound where it's kind of um like a roomy kind of sound, I feel like is um like Pinkerton has its kind of similar, like just kind of echoey boxy type drum sound. Yeah. Like I feel like that's kind of this time. I dig that. Um, I do like the production, but yeah, that dude, like, it, I've, like, watched, like, interviews with him and stuff, too, and, like, I just don't like his vibe at all. And, yeah, he wears, like, a Dickies, like, one piece to produce and stuff. Like, he's kind of got this, like, yeah, like, like, he wants Such to be a, a laborer. Like, kind of ro- guy. Romanticizing, like, hard work and stuff. As somebody who's done labor work, it's shitty. Like... Yeah, you're in good shape and you earn your day's work. You earn your pay. You earn your sleep at night. Whatever, bro. I sit down for work now and it's better. <laughs> the most Dalia take of all time. I yeah. <laughs> sit down for work and it's better. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe I guess I could also see myself wearing like a Dickies kind of thing, but I, like that's for fashion. I'm not going to yeah, pretend that it's like... Yeah, man, you don't have to tell like, me about... The whole like <laughs> manual labor thing, fucking blowing dicks. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Awful. And then to like pretend that's what you're still doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, having a desk job but pretending that you're on your feet all day. Yeah. What a jerk off. Shellac, bro. <laughs> Why don't you shellac yourself some bitches? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last... The, oh, the end of this um, letter says, if a record takes more than a week to make, somebody's fucking up. Oi. Oi? O-I? O-I exclamation point. Jesus Christ. Tan written or typed? Uh, typewriter, of course. <laughs> what is this record... <laughs> come out 93 okay a typewriter is yeah. fine yeah 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 that's practical i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an image here <clears throat> put it in drop it in the general on the discord yeah. that everybody listening to this should be a part of yeah dude i, <laughs> I <laughs> fuck this guy dude <laughs> Hilarious, bro. Is this just a picture of this guy? Yeah, it's just a picture. It's just a photo. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a poor resolution photo, too. But Horrible. It's so small. You get the idea. Sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I... This record's so weird for me. I, like... Immediately, uh-huh. I have I have no nostalgia on this record. I right. never listened to this ever. Sure. Uh-huh. My dad was barely a Nirvana guy when I was growing up, and if at all, never mind. If at all, never mind. So I have nothing 
like yeah no, no background no 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 like nostalgia with this record hit or miss this is getting a this is about to get a fucking clean miss on me hilarious bro that's valid and that so and i, and I understand how people yeah. could be like nah like listen i've already made an enemy out of everybody like a lot of people discount my like what i think about music already because i just outstandingly do not like the beatles i mean like it is right 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 it's it's no secret i just don't like them yeah they built the house that everybody else is living in i'd rather just listen to everything else yeah you're kind of like you're not thanking the carpenter who built your apartment complex every day. You're kind of just like, yeah, I don't I, want. I live here. I, do I don't want to ever read Lord of the Rings ever, yeah. but I'll certainly read a bunch of stuff that other fantasy writers wrote. But yeah, I see that. I feel that. So this is, I think for me, I, I thinking to like, say like pop punk we're listening to in high school. Sure. And then say there's like a ballad or even not a ballad. Maybe it's just like a maybe it's just like one of the regular tracks too. If you okay. hear strings, you know that's MIDI. Period. And yeah. to me, yeah, yeah. I remember getting to a point where or also there's like this all-time low song where it ends with like a kind of piano kind of like, you know, yeah, and you just know that that's a, like, that's a VST. Yeah, there's, and I know none of the dudes in the band are playing that either. And it, I just remember getting to a point where I think Tyler made this point where I was like, dude, that piano thing is so sick. And he's like, it's none of them, though. And I was like, shoot, you're right. Like, anything that's not guitar yeah. or bass, pretty much, is like this producer just kind of like, like, you know, shoving I mean, something in there. Realistically, it could be like a thing that they wrote on guitar that they converted over to MIDI that they thought this is right. a cool guitar part, but it'd be a lot cooler if it was piano. Right. But I do. I just at the time very much discounted this sort of additional like orchestral instrumentation. And yes. then I think moving myself outside of that genre a bit like I forget, like, I think it might have been, like, so there's this um, documentary called Montage of Heck, and it was... Very it was on, good. Yeah. It was on HBO for a while. I don't know if it's still there, but it's kind of like a Kurt Cobain story, and not even really a Nirvana story, but Kurt Cobain's, like, you know, life kind of thing, and it, like, sure, goes yeah. through his journals and drawings and art and voice recordings, blah, 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 everything like that, and, um... Ah, shoot. Oh, but at one point, it's like they're just kind of talking about, he's talking about like getting strings or something, or, or maybe I'm not talking about that. I think there's also like a Tyler the Creator thing where he's, that. this is what I'm actually talking about now. It's a tiny desk and he gets sure. strings for it and he's yeah. so stoked on it. Or maybe Mac Miller, somebody, blah, 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 either way. But... <laughs> I remember realizing I was like, oh, that is kind of exciting and cool. And like, it's sick to collaborate with other musicians and get somebody else who's talented in there with you. And this album has that in a fun way with say like um, that last song, Dumb, or All Apologies mm -hmm. at the end of this. And it's like, it, 
in my mind, seeing it in this context, especially reading that letter, that guy's not, you know, middying in any strings. You know what I mean? It's like... That guy, even if he is in another band, doesn't strike me as a musician. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's a laborer, bro. Right. Yeah, he'd like to be paid like a plumber, whatever that means. Yeah. So he made (laughs) the same amount of money... Uh, but just uh, he just likes to be hourly. He just has a ridiculous hourly rate. Let's see what his yeah. net worth is. Millions. Ten million. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, uh, millions. I'm a plum- I'm a plumber. I want to be. Like I believe a in a hard day's work, huh? Fuck you. Made. I want to be paid like a plumber. Okay. So one time you don't want to see any of the residuals from in utero. Well, m- well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve. But um, but yeah. So this this album for me is going there. It's the hey, I've done enough with this genre. I'm at a place where I can, you know, bring strings out on the road. I'm at a place where I can, blah blah. blah. I can have stage design with a bunch of flowers. I know we like flowers now. I always think like a lot of bands have kind of like a flower period, where they kind Fla- of are yeah, like real flower put, era. Like like brand new. I remember for a while like just rap flowers all around like mic stands and stuff and like you know like the mm-hmm. the what's it called unplugged the nirvana unplugged like they have like funeral lilies all around the stage which was like yeah. a weird like conspiracy sort of thing where it's like that was like their last public performance and Kurt Cobain was like pretty adamant on having these stargazer lilies that are like funeral flowers like all over the place yeah. But yeah, this That's album is so that. conspiracy, dude. Like, he was also like he was also like an artist and was like, yeah, yes, and like, oh, would it be dude. sick if it looked like a funeral? Right. That's pretty easy. Like that's that's pretty uh, because he was murdered. He didn't kill himself. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He didn't plan that. Right. No, of course not. Hey, Courtney man, bad murder guitar him. part right here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would Steve play that one? Yeah. I think the next time he like starts to yell, he laughs. Let's listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did just go. Ta. Yeah. I th- I think I looked that up before, and it, I think the story is uh, Dave Grohl mooned him there. That's good. Yeah. No beard, Dave Grohl too. Yeah. It's funny, like... That's a different human. Dude, yes. Just, like, so skinny, too. Just just long. He's, like, a gangly... Yeah, gangly, yeah, for sure. Um, He, uh... It's crazy, like, the juxtaposition of those two dudes. Where, like... And I think if you watch, like, certain interviews, or even just the fact that they have, like, a... He's he's laughing on that song, whatever. Like, and, and in interviews, Dave Grohl's been like, people forget Kurt was a funny dude. Because he's so like painted as this dark guy, which you can be both, right? But, like Dave Grohl in any sort of interview ever is just so like bright and lively and outgoing and personable right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's weird to imagine, like, what that dynamic was. You know what I mean? Uh, he had to have been like a way different guy behind closed doors. I don't think, yeah, like anybody actually experienced outside of like his close circle of friends like what he was actually like 
Yeah, and very much. Realistically, so. I think if either of us were ever really famous, yeah, I don't yeah. know if anybody would ever get the real me out of me. Right, right, dude. Even like bartending, like <clears throat> sometimes, like say if somebody's like just like hanging out while I'm working, like a friend's hanging out while I'm working, like mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Damn, you're really nice to me." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm nice to everyone." And they're like, "You were just not nice to those people." Like. <laughs> And I'm like, I think I'm being really nice to these people who I'm serving or whatever. But I think I like have like a different attitude, you know what I mean? Right. Or just like a like you're like a shyness or something. Like just sort of like a I don't need to be super inviting or like you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever really be able to be like no, like a bubbly personality. Like, uh, like yeah. with a bunch of people watching me. Maybe I would after after a, a decent amount of time. Maybe. It's funny, like, thinking of when we would play shows as kids. Like, I was all about, like, I want a mic. I want to, like, talk and joke and let's, uh, let's all kind of chat with each other while we're playing. And, like, the shows that I've played, like, this past year, I'd, I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to touch a microphone. Like, I'll have... I'll, I'll hop on the mic for like my one group vocal part or something. Maybe, maybe I'll just yell it. But like, yeah. I have no desire to speak to a crowd at all. I don't know if I ever did. Nah, you never maybe, had a mic. Maybe once or twice. Like, yeah, definitely not when we as like a foursome were ever playing shows. But I had a mic yeah, maybe, during like some muddled moral stuff. Yeah, or like if we were doing Halloween like a show uh, here or there. If no, when the couple shows, the couple shows, the bunch of shows where kind of nobody showed up, so then we just kind of switched around instruments and just played a bunch of covers. Yeah. yeah. What a really funny thing to do to be like, ah, oh, nobody fucking showed up. I guess we just practiced for an hour, huh? Yeah. With another band watching or girlfriends or. Yeah, they didn't, you didn't have to watch. I don't even care, <laughs> I don't care man. <laughs> Full fluorescent lights on. So yeah. this song is the, like um, it. The amount of like tricks, like stick tricks or things that I try to do behind the kit were directly proportional to how many people were in the room. Yeah, the less people in the room, the more like flashy I'd get. Uh huh. The more people in the room, the like less flashy I'd get. That makes because I'd be like, gotta make a good impression. Right, I gotta actually do this. I guess penny royalty is like an herbal, uh, like abortion option, and has something to do with like heroin withdrawal too. He says something about like cherry flavored laxatives, and I guess opiates kind of bind people up. So I think that song is about detoxing. About doing hernin. Yeah, hernin. Heron. <clears throat> I think Kurt Cobain also really like romanticized being a junkie. That um, that that documentary told me to i also feel like i don't like courtney love i do think that she murdered court kurt, kurt cobain and um or at least didn't do anything to help him not kill himself yeah there's like a and i wish that i kind of read up more about it so i could concisely talk about it right now but like leading up to his death he like his suicide note air quotes has two hand two type two different handwritings on it um sure the the main portion in his undeniable handwriting seems more like a retirement letter statement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
like, sorry to let down the fans, blah, 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 but I can't do this anymore. Also, he's like, because he's about to like cancel like some big Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza dates or something, Courtney Love's like, no, nah, we're going to lose so much money if you do that. Like, just do these shows. They're also like separated. She gets like, um, I think there's like some, there's some private private detective hired at some point who then gets like hit by a train during this investigation and stuff like really like weird (laughs) stuff there's like he had too much heroin in his system to be able to shoot himself at the time of death his heroin stuff is all neatly put away he wouldn't have been able to do that all these things you know what i mean stuff like that so he was absolutely murdered but she says at one point between album cycles that he his like dream was to just like shack up in a house for a couple months and just like do a bunch of heroin and uh that's also supposedly when their child was conceived Francis Cobain which is the song um Francis Farmer will have her revenge on the world that's what that song's named after his yeah. daughter wife uh, farmer like, I, it must be like a literary reference too Oh, okay. Because I, I think s- her name is her name is Frances Bean. Bean. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I. That'd be kind of. That'd be kind of sick to be fucking a bean. Yeah, dude. Kidney. Would you still love me if I were a bean? No. This is my answer to all those questions all the time. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's fucked up. Why? If you were a bean, what kind of bean would you be, though? Refried. That's crazy. I'm going black every day. Is that because you like to eat those, or you identify with that? Uh, I, I said refried because dri- I like to eat those. I see them uh, stored dryly very often, and I think that'd be nice to be a dry bean. It might get a bit much to always be kind of wet. Right. Yeah, especially refried. Like, at that point, you're mush. Yeah. That's how I feel, bro. Damn, that's deep. Yeah. You know what's interesting? What's that? I've been listening to this whole record, and I don't know why, but, like, none of it has stood out to me as Dave Grohl yet. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I think he does like vocals here and there, like backup vocals. I feel like the way he plays drums, like I really identify with. I'm not saying that I could write these parts. Like producer drums? What do you mean? You think Two that different kinds Dave of drummers? Grohl- there's like, pr- there's called like drummers who drum, like drumming drummers and producer drummers. Okay. Producer drummers generally play like more pocket with mm. less fills, yeah. but more interesting drum parts. And drummer yeah. drummers will just play like one measure pocket, three measure fill, yeah. One measure pocket, three measure fill. Yeah. And just like the way that he like will like just the way he hits cymbals and the kick, like the whatever kind of patterns I'm kind of like, Oh, I can, yeah. I get that because he plays, he plays like a funk drummer or whatever. That's what he says. Yeah. The pocket thing. It is the pocket. 
Yeah, he's kind of just like he's not doing like a lot of fills. Yeah, and if he's he, just playing pocket in an interesting way, with pocket with accents here and there. Yeah, it's a hardcore record. Yeah, hardcore song. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Tourette's, dude. Tourette's is such a weird disease because people really like like think Tourette's guy. Yeah. But realistically, it, it's a whole spectrum. It can go from like being like unlivably bad to like where you literally can't do anything because you're like yelling and swinging your arms current constantly. Yeah. To like being doing this with your eyebrows all the time, just like. Yeah, just a just a little kind of intricacy or what are those called? Uh, affect affectations, yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember even like in like middle school when like Tourette's guy was kind of coming out, like people would be like, "Yeah, Tourette's is a disease where you swear a lot," and I was just like, "That doesn't make sense because swears are a human invention and like really kind of just like a manners thing." that it's considered a swear and swears are different in every language. So right. that's absolutely not what this disease is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty quickly almost everybody will be like, yeah, oh no, that's, yeah, no, that's not what it is. Yeah. I think I've, I have more experience with meeting people or seeing people that have Tourette's that yeah. just have like, uh, like physical tics. Yeah. I like love this song. Moving their faces around or something. I think I think I met somebody like that recently. You might not even notice it. You might just think they're fucking being weird. Like uh, in Modern Family, how Phil always goes. He just has like a, a hard blink every once in a while. You ever notice that? Um, no, I haven't. I also haven't watched that show. Um, oh. Have you ever seen? Um, holy shit. Um, you know who Louis Capaldi is? Or Louis Capaldi or whatever the fuck his name is? Is that a comedian? He's a pop artist. Oh. He's a pop artist. He has Tourette's. I see. But he just moves around a lot. Nice. Yeah, this but song's yeah. rad. This is the if sick, a this is a, such a sick bass line. Dave Grohl's drums are really cool. It's just kind of like pretty like minimal, but the, like the like every like second or third snare is a snare tom. Right. Thing to add together. Some width. Yeah. It's cool. And there's here's the strings thing happening. This is like a really perfect send off. Like this is it. This is the this is the last song on the last release, I think. Like, post like, right. humus release at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they only ever did two records, huh? Uh, three. There's Bleach too. That came out before Nevermind. That's why they were able to do what they did on Nevermind. Oh. That was sub pop. I don't think Nevermind was sub pop. I think that was already not sub pop. It's interesting. And because, yeah, this just builds sick. And then, like, kind of the, the, like, mantra kind of vocal thing here. And it just kind of just, yeah, just grows. 
I like songs that like grow like that, you know? So this is, yeah, this is the last thing they like ever did. Yeah. If we're not counting like all the fucking live records that got released. Right. I wish, I wish uh, YouTube Music would split this shit up. Yeah. I put feel, their actual yeah. releases, right? Yeah. And then like put like yeah. the other shit, man. I agree. I agree so big time. Annoying. Spotify is this way too now, and it's like, yeah, let's have a studio album section. Because already like it splits EPs into a singles category, and that's that's yeah. always confusing. That's always and really annoying. When you when you're like, oh yeah, where is that? And it's like, oh, it's in singles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, you have to scroll through, like, so many, like, 40-track, like, you know, whatever, like, never mind Deluxe, never mind Super Deluxe, never mind Triple Dipple Deluxe, you know what I mean? And it's like... Triple, triple Dipple Deluxe. Just give me... Don't, don't have it be that way. Yeah, a lot of live albums. Was Unplugged an posthumous release? It must have been. That's probably why it's so big, huh? Probably. Oh, we got some some pumpkins here, huh? Yeah, dude, every now and then I just I've, slap on the pumpkins. I've written this song before. I think everybody has. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like descending on the E and kind of just like you strum like a couple strings, huh? Yeah. Hard to like not do it. And just like a little syncopated bouncing between two notes. Like, oh, I'm doing something here. That's me, like, a week ago when I stole my own song. Yeah, which was very sick. You, you showed me that off mic. That's so annoying. I don't know if there's... There's, like, a couple other musicians who probably listen to this. Yeah. I was trying to write some new music. Yeah. And I wrote something. I've changed recording devices in between yeah. the times. Which is why I didn't know. Because I, I normally keep my written music like fairly well organized so that I can like reference yeah. it later uh-huh. so I did I like went back through my own stuff and I was like nah I've never written this it was back when I had a Mac oh I had to, I had to send it different I s- device sent it to Zach and I was like is this a song and he was uh-huh. like yeah and you wrote it that's hilarious that's cool that he was able to kind of track that for you and I am then- it does exist on a SoundCloud somewhere with no vocals on it. Oh, nice. Um, In almost the exact configuration that I showed you. I think I did that before with... Um, what's that song? You Are My Density? Oh, like you wrote it again? No, just when we first wrote that, or I guess maybe it wasn't a first writing it. I, I think it was just something that I'd played or we'd played, but like... The like, like the whatever the lead is, yeah. Like we kind of like wrote it as a group, and we were like, "This is so sick." And then I just remember being like, "This has to be something." There's no way that I, that I just did that. Like just pulled that out of my ass. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, this sounds too good and real. Like I, I, I didn't accept it. That's what happened when I wrote that thing. I was like, "Oh, clean part into a into the." Right. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. this is written. Somebody did this. Absolutely. Yeah, the answer is yes, me. I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I sent that file over to Zach, the file named, is this already a song? 
Yeah. And nice. then I the project was unsaved and he's like, Yeah, you wrote it. And this file is saved as uh-huh. uh this is a song and I wrote it. Nice. If it ever gets released, that's what it's gonna be called. I like that. I'm like looking for that one that you are my density was a uh, it was on some all about compilation and now I can't find it. Did we record that? Yeah, we did. It was the last thing we recorded. Uh, as oh. I guess offshore descent, whatever. And then we did the whole friends from home thing nobody, together after that. Nobody knows about that. Friends from home friends never from happened. Home? Friends yeah, from right, home right. is like friends from home is like the like the ninth season of Scrubs. Friends from home is like uh, there's this like idea of this guy who claims he's a time traveler and he went back or like a interdimensional traveler and he claims mm-hmm. that he went into another dimension where the the Beatles stayed together and John Lennon didn't die and stuff and then they kept they made like one more album or something yeah and and he has a cassette of it okay and you can find it on like YouTube or whatever like the supposed Beatles like Lost Galaxy album kind of thing sure and it sounds bad, obviously, but what basically what it is, and this guy must have been pretty talented, especially thinking of like whatever time this happened at, like that maybe eighties, nine, maybe nineties, if it's a cassette. Mm-hmm. But it was like it's basically just bits and pieces of like solo Beatles songs. You know what I mean? Where sure. it's like he'll take like a vocal track from a George Harrison song, and then he'll take a guitar part from a John Lennon song and kind of like glue it all together and so like it's interesting to hear what some of it sounds like but it's very much just like a it's a cool mashup project yeah just what a a weird way to be like no I I went to a different dimension a fun little gimmick but yeah that's what the Friends From Home album is it's like uh, it's the Lost album it yeah it's Offshore Descent if the band never broke up yeah. The other day I was it's listening not, to... It, it isn't really even that. We, no, me, just me and you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And then Jake did put vocals on some stuff. Some but, stuff. But, like, even then... It, like, like, a couple songs. It's like a full new evolution of what it that band yeah. would have ever been. Yeah. The other day I was listening to... Um, who was it? It was Tame Impala, like, Kevin Parker talking to Rick Rubin. And Rick Rubin's talking about, like, I guess Kevin Parker likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. And it's funny because it almost sounds just like a weird, like, fan kind of, like, not really thinking about how things work type question to ask. But he asked Rick Rubin about some Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff. And he was like, well, the process is, like, we wrote... There's basically, like, two albums cut out of this one album. Like, there's... Right. For, for however many tracks this album has, there's three more, three times more that exist that didn't make the cut. And like, um, like yeah, Kevin Parker seems so stoked about like, I wonder what those other songs are like. But like in reality, it's like, well, they didn't make the cut because they didn't make the cut. And like, you know, I guess those could be B-sides or whatever. But like, because I think Kevin Parker was saying something about like, when he writes, he's not coming close to finishing the songs that don't make the cut. He's like, I'll have ideas and there's some like kind of, partial songs but it's nowhere yeah. near as produced as like a finished song yeah like it barely really, exists 
really interesting when you write something pretty much like from the get-go from like the first thing you write with that yeah. song you're like this is going to be worth spending my time on or yeah this isn't this isn't right it's going to take some more tweaking or yeah. th- this isn't good yeah very quickly <sighs> so here's the thing yep i just remember a eulogy for those still listening came out I thought that's what you had on. I haven't listened to this yet. I feel like this... So counterparts. The fuck... So, the interesting part... We're, this is the record... We're going to do a eulogy for those who are listening. For okay. all of you that are listening right now, the plan was to do Oni by Darko. Hey, yep. we'll get around to it. You know what I'm yep. saying? I feel like this one... Like it's it's no it's there's no like uh, way to just be like you certainly don't enjoy deathcore in the same capacity that I do, right? Most people don't. Uh huh. It's a it's a specific thing, but you you're like a counterparts record is a is a great thing to listen to. Yep. We all like a counterparts record. Of course. Dude. Have you been following Brennan Murphy on Twitter? Yeah, man. Dude. I know. R.I.P. Huh? Rip Kuma, yeah. Rip Kuma. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's it's quite the saga there. I'm sure we'll, we'll really dive into it on the next episode, but... So crazy, like to follow that cat's like health problems for like probably a cool year at this point. Probably, yeah. But read some tweets next t- tomorrow. Next week's gonna be a big tweet week. I don't know how much I have in me to like read his tweets because, uh-huh. like, na- like, dude, I might have to mute him soon. He's making me nervous on the timeline. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It talks an awful lot about uh-oh-ing, uh-oh-ing himself. Right. I thought that was hilarious when he's... But he's so funny that it's it's like a little... It's hard he, to... He'll also say, I'm not going to uh-oh myself, too. So I'm not going to uh-oh myself, but I will for real. And you're like, the mixed signal... There's too hey, man. many mixed signals, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, I said I'd give an update. I know that like week to week, I've sort of been updating on my the whole bleach situation. Yeah, I read up to Thousand Year Blood War, and I watched the first episode. So you did watch it? I watched it. It was great. Cool. I would advise anybody who wants to watch Thousand Year Blood War to. There's like a uh, on YouTube, this yep. this fine gentleman did uh, Bleach. If you type in Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, there's like a 20 minute video that's like, yeah, uh, and like everything you need to know up to this point. Okay, sorry, not 20 minutes. Try four hours. Okay, wow. full manga recap, but it's got. Timestamps 
for specific arcs. So okay. You can, and I think he does like a nice. quick glaze over what's in every arc right at the beginning of each section. Yeah. So I think you can power through it in about 20 minutes. You know what I kind of got into a couple weeks ago when we did our Childish Gambino sure. episode? There is like um, a YouTube video called like just like Childish Gambino Iceberg. And basically it's okay. kind of that where it just like, and there's like a few of these, like I've watched like a Kanye one too. And like basically it's the long, long form YouTube stuff. And it starts as like, this is what everybody knows. Here's like a little bit more obscure and just, you know, like an iceberg. It's kind of like it just yeah. progressively through the video gets more and more convoluted about this person's, you know, history and story and stuff. Pretty interesting. Reminds I've, me of that yeah, thing you just I've seen some on. of those iceberg videos. Those are really interesting, yeah. especially when you think you know a lot about the subject that that specific yeah. creator is iceberging. Yeah. You're like, ooh, let me see how much I know. Like, let me test right. my knowledge. Yeah, how far, how deep into the iceberg do I get? Fun. Um, this album. Sorry, next week. I was headbanging really hard. Uh huh. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna get. Uh... Did you tell me the other day about some like dead air thing? You can get fined like a lot of money on like the real radio. I think Tony was telling me this. No, if I he, didn't. I didn't. I didn't know about this. Yeah, on like real radio, like it's like per you know some amount of money per some amount of time, you get like fined like big dollars for having dead air on the radio. Really? Yeah. Is that why in between their thoughts they're like ninety five? I think so. Fucking hard rock. They just got a little uh. You're listening to 95, 95, 95, 95. I think he was saying it because our uh, our college radio station here is like kind of shitty. Like yeah. the DJs that they have. You know how like, say like WBRU. Also sure. like Brown, Brown is like an Ivy League school. But it's a very different than UH Manoa. But like, I remember my mom listening to, to that channel when I was a kid and it sounded very mm-hmm. professional and very consistent. It's never, but also never really too creative. Just kind of, it was kind of just a radio station. Ours will have like just some, um, so my name's Jessica and this week we're going to listen, um, to jazz. And then just like playing like weird kind of jazz for a while that like wouldn't really be on the radio. Like it's very like, it's a different radio station, but also, that radio station was on the other day in the car, and it was just empty. It was just blank. There was nothing happening. And he was like, yeah, they're going to get fined like a lot of money for that. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, what else? That's an episode, yeah. What else we got? That's an episode. Yeah, all right. Next week, Counterparts... A eulogy for those still here. Hell yeah. Let's let's get after it, ladies and gents. Let's do it. I'm excited. Ow, fuck. What do you just do? I just like really kind of poked myself with this pointy tool. Oh my god. Uh, Are you mummifying things at your desk, bro? This has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. And you've been Wunderbar.
See you later.